Pastor Chuck Kish is a very busy man. He is the lead pastor at the Bethel Assembly of God Church in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Also the lead chaplain for Carlisle Police, North Middleton Police, the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office, Bar Chaplains, and Cumberland Goodwill EMS. It's good to have you, Pastor. It's great to be here. So tell us your story. What led you to be of such tremendous service? Our church, I I am in a very loving, caring church. If you could imagine them sharing their pastor with the community. In fact, my office is very palatial. Wingback chairs, and I got these huge bookcases. But I don't spend any time there. My satellite office is at Panera in Carlisle. Because you know how many people come into my satellite office every day? Over 600 <laughs> people come into my satellite office at, the, uh, at, my, at, at Panera. At my home church office, maybe five people. Anyways, my congregation, a couple of years, actually many years ago, we, we were examining all the points of pain in our community. And we endeavored, uh, this is through the Assemblies of God, we can issue local church credentials to those that go through our our pathways to spiritual leadership, and then put them in some area of ministry in the church as well as in the community. So we have chaplains over the past many years with the police, EMS, our bar chaplaincy, that was a whole other thing, how that all happened. But but the whole thing was was putting uh, a chaplain in all the points of pain where people were experiencing some type of pain. Probably one of the most effective is in the back of ambulances, and that's what happened on that fateful day several weeks ago. I was actually riding in the ambulance when we had a call to go to a nursing home and to transport a patient. So when we got to the nursing home, we went in, we're all masked up and gowns and everything, and we went into the COVID unit, and as we were leaving, I overheard a lady, a resident, say to one of the workers, Could you please pull your mask down? I have not seen a smile in many, many months. And if you think about it, everybody there was masked up, people coming, people going. And a lot of them were eating dinner, like, right there in their rooms. So they weren't even with other people that were taking their masks off to eat. So you're talking people over time, psychologically, what that had done and it, it slowly morphed into this until when she said that, it kind of stuck in my head. And then when we went to the main area where there was like uh, uh, we were filling out paperwork and stuff, you could hear the, uh, the workers like laughing and, you know, just kind of talking. You could hear happiness, but you could not see it because everybody had a mask on. And so then when I left, I was thinking to myself, how in the world could we, and I just believe it was something God put in my mind, put in my heart. What if we do these posters, like two foot by three feet, these huge posters with all of our people from Bethel just smiling, giving the biggest smile. So I called uh, all the directors in, in four of the nursing homes, the big ones in our area, and I said, what do you think about this? Because I kind of ran the idea by them first because these posters were going to be $15 a piece between the size, the four color. And uh, Pastor Dustin Kite, my associate, he did an, a fabulous job in creating, just making it pop, those smiles popping off of the, uh, off of the poster. When I kind of pitched the idea to them, there was like this moment of silence. And then the lady goes, says, that would be wonderful. <laughs> 
every single one of them, there was like this pause. And then, yes. And I said, you can put them in your common areas. If you've got somebody in a COVID unit that just, whatever, is, is just going through a tough time, just putting these huge posters with people smiling. My daycare director, she goes, what if we do these posters and fill them with children? Because there's no names. Nobody will be able to identify who the children are. And obviously, we have to get approval. But the, but the smiles of children all over these posters and to put them up as well. Here's the bottom line. When you're in a situation like that, where really everybody is always masked up, and then you're eating in your room because some of, the, some of these nursing homes had a breakout, so they couldn't even meet in main dining areas. What that does long-term is like a situationally induced depression. Okay, so we sent the posters, we dropped them off, and like within a couple of minutes, I got this email uh, from one of the directors, and she says, it's a hit. She says people are gathering kind of around it, looking at it. They were laughing. Um, and then the workers, too, as they were walking by, they would turn and just kind of stare at it. Something so simple, but at the same time, something that any church could do, especially like with children. But anyways, that's how it all happened. Well, that's great. I love something so simple has turned into such a hit. How have your members of your church felt about these kinds of responses? They're just to the moon, everybody. And now, see, the thing is, we kind of advertised that there was some people that didn't get a chance because we had like a deadline and all of them are just like, oh man, had I known, you know, I, I would have, or, you know, because we kind of got the word out, but, but we didn't know too, like how many were we going to be able to fit on the poster? Now we did our first round. So this next round, I think we're going to kind of maybe even uh, do something with our daycare and then do something with children and even putting that in like hospitals and whether if there's any, you know, COVID uh, areas, or just like the main areas. It's just, I don't know, it just does something. And you, you really don't understand it until you've been in one of these places where everybody is masked like the entire day. Because other places, again, you, you put it on, you take it off, you sit down, you eat, whatever. But when you're in a nursing home, you're talking, you're talking every moment. There's, there's nobody that's coming in there walking around without a mask on. And over time, that, that does something. There's a negative effect to that. That's very interesting. Going back to your chaplaincy program, I was thinking you said points of pain. And everywhere that you are, that's where Jesus would be. He would be in the courtroom. He'd be in the bar room. He'd be in the ambulance. What has that been like for you? If you have two hours, I could tell you all the stuff. The miracles, the power of God hit the back of the ambulance on December 10th. We get a little emotional. This was a while back, but this is what started it all. Now, picture this now. So you get an ambulance, and there was a couple coming down from State College. They were coming down to see a specialist. And when they walked in to see the specialist's office, it was the husband's appointment. The wife collapsed. So they called the ambulance, put her in the back of the ambulance. And then they headed to the hospital and the chaplain, and this is kind of like when we had just kind of started this, he looked down, he noticed she was wearing cross earrings. So we're very respectful. And again, if they don't want prayer, then we just don't pray. But we're actually in the moment, in the back of an ambulance, not just an ornamental chaplain, but we're actually in there. We're absorbing the same moments of trauma or sadness or happiness. So anyway, so he says to her, he says, can I pray with you? And she says, yes. He puts his hand on her shoulder. I have two emails that sit on my desk. 
And ever so often I read them and it continues to push me because when he put his hand on her shoulder, the power of God filled the back of the ambulance. In the one email I got from the used to be atheist paramedic when she said, I am not a religious person at all, but when he put his hand on her shoulder, I felt something shoot through my body and goes into this three-paragraph narrative. Then the patient sends me an email and says, I was lost to faith in God. There was more than three of us in the back of the ambulance on that day, and she goes into a narrative. And I'm like, and and, and that's just one of so many miraculous moments, undeniable. I have many in my church right now that were impacted directly or indirectly. In fact, at the Panera of my satellite office, I was on a suicide call with a 15-year-old young man, ended his life. Just It was just a very, the scene was so bad, it ended the career of a particular paramedic. It was that bad of a scene. So I arrive on the scene. I'm there for about four hours, and there's a grandfather who's just angry, just full of rage. And two weeks later, he sends me a message. He says, can I meet with you? Because after the scene, I cleared it and left. And then two weeks, I said, why don't you meet me at Panera? So now what I'm about to tell you, you're going to go, that's just unbelievable. But I have, I have the hard copy. In fact, it was a story that went all over the nation. I'm sitting in the booth with this guy who's full of anger. He walked away from God three decades prior because he was just mad at God. And now his grandson had taken his life. Now he is just like, I mean, there's like no way he's ever going to turn back to God. So he comes in, he sits down, and he goes right into it. I walked away from God 30 years ago, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm going to bring up fishing. (laughs) Because maybe it'll de-escalate him. And as I'm thinking that, the power of God comes on him he starts backing up from the table and he's going i'm having feelings of joy and hope and i'm sitting there going what in the world is going on and then it gets more intense and then i begin to feel it and i go would you like to rededicate your life to the lord and he's like yes (laughs) so he accepts christ he's been in my church ever since his wife now comes In fact, if you go to my Facebook timeline, there's the story. It's called Miracle. I think it's called Miracle of Booth One. And that story went all over the country. That's, again, I mean, I guess it's just stuff like that over and over. I'm telling you, it's this. If God was not a part of this, if the Holy Spirit was not doing his part, I would be done. I would be burned out by now. Every suicide, every homicide, we're right there. Bethel Assembly of God Church, we're right there in the center. And if we were doing this in our own, we would be done probably at least a decade ago. But watching what God is doing, (laughs) it's just unbelievable. And the power of God is demonstrated. Then God gets all the glory. He gets all the honor. And then watching these families reconcile, I mean, there's story after story. The courtroom, the first time in U.S. history that there's a chaplain in a courtroom. We had some judges that were opposed to it. Like, you know, and again, that's not sure if this is going to work, having a representative of God. But something happened in courtroom two on that fateful day 
when the chaplain ministered to the victim and then to the perpetrator's family. So he ministered to the victim's family and the perpetrator's family. They knew in courtroom two when the verdict would be read, that family was going to go ballistic. When the verdict was read, there was peace and tranquility in courtroom two. Traced back to a chaplain who ministered to the victim's family and the perpetrator's family. And then there were statements coming, I guess it's not a bad idea. That was eight years ago, and that chaplain is still in those courtrooms ministering to the victim and to the perpetrator's family. How can people get in touch with you? Pastor Chuck at BethelCarlisle.com. If they have any questions or anything like that, they can just... We also have a booklet called Caring for You. This is, this is something else. After doing 10 years of death notification, we wrote this 20-page booklet. All the coroners, police, EMS, they all distribute this booklet. It's called Caring for You. And there's a statement on the back of this booklet, and it was the Holy Spirit gave me that statement. I gave it to this lady having no idea that it would then end up in the back of our Caring for You booklet. And now it's at around 4,000 uh, deaths in our immediate area here. That booklet goes directly into the family's hands. And to all the distributors, to the police, EMS, it's free. It's totally free. And it's customized to their agency. So on the front would be like, let's say, an example, you know, the Cumberland County Corner, his logo, you open it up, there's a warm letter of condolence, hand signed by the coroner and then 25 pages of extremely pertinent information. You mentioned the statement. What was that statement that the Holy Spirit gave you? I had already been on three suicides on, in one day. I knew I was done. So I came home. I turned my phone off. I knew I wasn't going to take any more. It will roll to the next chaplain. And then Carlisle Police called my home number. Whenever they call my home number, it means there's something specific that they want me at. I almost kind of felt like God was kind of pushing me, but I had no idea what it was going to yield. So I said, okay, uh, I'll be there. I'm headed there. So I, I go to this scene, a seasoned officer is standing on the curb and his right hand is shaking. And I walk up and I says, officer, so I go, are you okay? He goes, Pastor Chuck, this is bad. Again, I've already been on three. So uh, I said, oh, okay. I, I said, just, uh, and he kept going, uh, I can't take you in the back because there's dogs. You got to go through the front. You got to go through the front. And I'm like, okay, all right, uh, Officer Matt, we'll, we'll go through the front. And everybody had to walk through this most horrific scene. So I go in and I, I, I say to her, because a friend had come, I go, let's get you cleaned up. And they took the baby and they got her cleaned up. She came back down. And then this came out of my mouth. I had never thought about this. It was never in my mind. And it's now on the back of every one of these booklets. It's going into some of the most tragic moments. And God absolutely knew that. He orchestrated that moment. Not No, that guy was not supposed to kill himself. Absolutely not. But God has the power to cause all things to work together for good, even when something that, that happened was not supposed to happen. But he orchestrated me being there. And this is what came out of my mouth. I looked at her. I said, ma'am, look me in the eyes, ma'am. I said, your destiny will never be determined by those who leave you, but rather by those who stay. There's a God who says he will never leave you. 
He will never forsake you. There's people in your future. They're going to need you. You're going to need them. I'll say it again. Ma'am, your destiny will never, ever be determined by those who leave you, but by those who stay. Your child, your two-year-old child, your other children, those individuals are going to need you. I'll say it again, ma'am. Your destiny will never, ever be determined by those who leave you, but rather by those who stay. And after I said that, she would send me an email. This would be a while after that she says, you know, when you made that statement, she said it just brought comfort. Didn't remove her from the situation, but it brought perspective and comfort in the moment. And then I'm thinking to myself, now, to be honest, I had to go in and get some counseling. But think about this. There are some things that is the sacrifice greater than what God is calling you to do. The sacrifice is always greater. The mission is always greater than the sacrifice. The mission to get the gospel out, the mission to bind up every broken heart, the mission is greater than any sacrifice. And as long as you can keep saying that, as long as I can keep saying that, I'm going to keep pushing. And we've got other volunteers with no formal education, doing exactly what I'm doing in the back of ambulance, uh, Chaplain Mary Duchess, oh, my goodness, a lady she's putting in, I can't tell you the amount of volunteer hours. She, she was just at a suicide the other day. And, see, all of our training is based upon all the logs the last 15, 18 years of, of situations we've been in. So we can train people so that when you, let's say, if you get called to do this, there's no really training anywhere, I don't think, other than, what we have in relation to our logs, and then it's simulation training. This is what you do. This is what you say. But let me tell you something. Without the Holy Spirit, I would be done. I would be absolutely, totally done. Is the mission greater than the sacrifice? Absolutely. If you've just joined us, I'm talking to Pastor Chuck Kish, who is the lead pastor at the Bethel Assembly of God Church in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Or again, tell us how people can get in touch with you. My email address, Pastor Chuck at Bethel Carlisle, C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E dot com. And then I can send you any information. We're getting ready to train another group of chaplains, EMS chaplains. And if that's in your heart, and again, these are all just volunteer people, but we have enough information and then add in the Holy Spirit, and you'll have everything you need to make a huge impact in your community.